0: Welcome to Vitalnomics, the Church Vitality Podcast, a digital arm of the Church Vitality Network. I'm your host, Gary Moritz, and joining me will be today's voices in church revitalization and renewal. This is a place to find spiritual health, active leadership, and finding legacy over longevity. No matter where you are on the revitalization journey, God is writing your story through His church. He's called you to do it. So whatever you do, don't quit. Reach out and keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. If you find this episode helpful, share it. If you have some helpful insights on revitalization, let's share them on the show. Now, let's get into today's topic. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. We're so, so excited. Jenna and I are joining you today with some special guests and we'll get to those in a minute. How are you, Jana?
1: I am great.
0: You're always great. I am. You are. You're always a happy cookie.
1: <laughs> I saw someone said to me the other day, you're always smiling. You even are. In-
0: and you're wearing so, a smiley hat for I am. our listeners. I'm wearing, cool. our,
1: I'm wearing our City United smile, so that yeah. that's just a little extra joy this morning. Yeah,
0: City United's our church for those listeners who are not local, but it's uh, really, really great. We have a incredible topic today. We're talking about really the buzz that's been happening in churches, and that deals with Gen Z, Generation Z. And one of the things with churches that are trying to revitalize is they really don't know how to navigate this generation, especially if the churches are a lot older. Yeah. They don't really know how to bring Gen Z into the equation. And so today we are going to talk about really how to bring Gen Z and to make them a part of the established church, which will then result in revitalization and renewal. And so today we have two Gen Z's special guests that have launched a brand new podcast called What a Life, What a Life. And so you want to go check that out on all the platforms where you listen to your favorite podcast. And so I've added it to my listening list and I'm really excited. And so I want to welcome to the podcast, Jaden and Len to the show with Jana and I. Hey, guys. Three
1: J's. Hello.
0: We got, th- we got three J's on the show. Three J's and a G. There you go. Um, yeah, it's really, really great. And so just to give you listeners some background, we're really excited to get their perspective on this. And so I hope this talk, you know, conversation will help your church go further, faster in what you're trying to accomplish. And so we're going to dive kind of into this conversation about gen z where we talk about the potentials possibilities and even pitfalls of your generation and so i want to welcome Jaden and jaylen to the show with Janet and i want you guys take a moment and kind of introduce yourself so the listeners can get to know who you are with what a life
2: yeah jaylen do you want to go first? yeah sure so i am jaylen how am i related or like no Gary and mrs maritz as i call her I'm like they're kind of like second, third kind of daughter type vibe. Sure. <laughs> There's really no way to explain it. But yeah, so I have been going to the church, City United, for a long time. And I am now serving as a worship leader here. And I am on the communications team as well. I've been here for about almost half a year. Mm-hmm. On staff for about a half yeah. a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm Jaden. And
3: how I know Gary and Jana is they're my parents. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Yep. laughs> But yeah, like Jalen, I started with her working at the church about a half a year now. Mm-hmm. And I'm also on the communications team. And I also do the photography team at the church as well, which is super fun. I love yeah. that.
0: That's but. great. That's great. And so you guys are obviously you're highly invested. Um, you're kind of homegrown up yeah. in the yeah. church growing mm-hmm. up. And you've mm-hmm. walked through the different shifts that we've had to make with church revitalization. But I want to get your your perspective on you know, for your generation, like, what's going well?
2: Yeah, one of the things that I think is the best part and something that our generation is using well is technology. Mm -hmm. Our generation is really the first one that has had technology, like, our whole lives. Mm -hmm. And so we're really using it to its fullest capability. I think a lot of younger Christians are using it as a way to reach out and share their faith, even if it's not being like, Jesus loves you, they're giving off a positive vibe for other people to then— want to learn more be like oh what's this person all about and which therefore shares the love of jesus which i think is the most important part of being a christian
3: Mm -hmm. and i think playing off that too when you said they give off like a positive vibe i think our generation is also about being super real and i think there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of darkness and hard things going on in the world so when people are on their instagram feeds or whatever TikTok, and they come across a positive uplifting page Mm -hmm. they're gonna be like oh They're different. Like, what are they offering? Like, this place I feel, like, loved and safe and secure and everything's happy Mm -hmm. here. And then they'll go to that and they can be reached with the gospel that way. And another thing is that I think our generation is really, like, open to listening. Because we live in such a broken world and especially our generation is known to have, like, the most mental health problems yeah, like depression and anxiety is so big right now and a lot of people are just looking to anything which we'll talk about later in some of the problems but they just want answers they want help and so I think Mm -hmm. it's are really good that it's going well regarding Christians in the next generation is that they're willing to listen yeah. like they're willing to come to church if you have a solution to their problem if they mm-hmm. like what they hear there yeah no, that's
0: really good and so yeah your generation is actually called screenagers because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the teenagers of all I've had is screens yeah. and mental health is higher than it's ever been with your generation mm-hmm. but I love what you say about really listening and feeling safe and I, I think that really speaks into the established church that's trying to revitalize. Yeah. So so with the church that's struggling to get that generation in, what would you say are some things that could be inviting for that struggling church to allow your generation in and have a voice?
2: Yeah, I think being safe is the key. So just being like um one of our some of our core values at City Night are being authentic and transparent. I think that's so important for our generation because yeah. we feel judged very easily yeah. because we are there's so much going around us and there's so many people have different views on everything so just being authentic on the struggles that we go through mm-hmm. knowing that we're not the only ones going through those struggles i think is so important uh for us yeah um everything that you said is exactly mm-hmm. right like just being
3: welcoming inviting not being afraid to talk about things with people i feel like a lot of times our generation can also like we talk about like cancel culture being a thing but they're scared to be canceled they're they're scared to be like shamed for what Mm. maybe things that they do or Mm -hmm. how they look and so walking into a place they don't want it to feel like oh like i have to be perfect here like these people i have to have my life together they're not going to accept me one of the things that i love about like our church that a lot of people have said is that they walk in and they automatically Mm -hmm. feel like they're welcome. They feel like they're a part of a family. Like they see they can, you know, come for a bit, leave. Maybe they went through a hard time. They can come back not feeling judged for not. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And and judgment is huge, Mm -hmm. especially with woke culture, cancel culture. Mm -hmm. And I, I think having, setting that environment. So what I'm hearing is you're telling the pastor who may be struggling like to really, check out your culture and make sure that it's it's authentic Mm -hmm. and accepting would you agree with that
2: yeah Yeah. so i came from a church before we started going here i came from a very legalistic type church who everybody was they came to church and they were perfect that's what they were Um, and just going there if we had stayed there i can guarantee you that i would not be in the role position and the area in my faith that i am in Mm -hmm. now because it was just perfection i was like i cannot live up to that that's Mm -hmm. not there's no way that I'm going to be able to withhold, like, hold that throughout my entire life. So coming here, it was so important to really make my faith my own and just be authentic, and I started to serve, and that really helped me be like, okay, and grow relationships and learn that not everybody is perfect. Yeah. Even Christians, like, I think that's so important. Everybody views Christians as being perfect people, and we're right. not. Yeah. We're the that's co- right, so far from the truth. Yeah, and... It's just, that's how everybody views it. And I wish that more people would just understand that that's not the truth, yeah.
0: Mm. So we talked about some of the potentials and and we kind of drifted maybe into some of the problems Mm -hmm. like legalism or you have to have everything right. So why don't we dig into that a little bit more about understanding like the pressures that you guys are under all the time. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I would say just that the expectations of the church. I feel like people going into it, they feel like there's, I mean, there's so many, not rules, but like once you have a relationship with God, it's just a desire in your heart Mm. to live up to just what Jesus would want you to. And I feel like people don't view it that way. They view it as a list of rules that you Mm. have to follow. Mm. Um, And so that can kind of be perceived as a perfection. And that's just what's turning away, I think, our generation from it is because there's the culture around us is so like drugs sex alcohol all that stuff Mm. and they want to be a part of it but and they know they have a past with it Mm -hmm. and they think that they'll be judged for that Mm -hmm. which is i'm gonna say it some christians will judge you for it yeah and i think that's the problem yeah Yeah.
3: and i also think too for like pastors and their church culture not even looking at it from an outside perspective of getting more young adults in the church i Mm. feel like it's really important To also make sure that you're caring for the young adults that have grown up in your church, not necessarily the Mm -hmm. outsiders, because um, a lot of people that like have grown up in the church, they may start, because they've kind of been in a bubble, I guess as you can say it, they're gonna start seeing the stuff going on around in the world, and Mm -hmm. they may obviously, as human, we're drawn to those things, like obviously our mind and everything, Mm -hmm. we're gonna desire those things, so it's important to not like we said before, be afraid to talk about that and not judge the people aren't mm-hmm. in our church if they maybe slip into something or go out and try something yeah. and not condemning them for
1: it. That's good.
0: Yeah, it's really good. So, so those are kind of like tensions, right? Yeah. So dig a little bit deeper into those tensions, like those significant tensions that, that are affecting your generation.
3: Um, another one going on with Jalen said, like with feeling pressured and stuff. Um, another thing I think our generation struggles with is the idea of having to surrender their life in the church. Like we said, a lot of people view it as you have to be perfect. You have to give up a ton of things. And like Jan was saying, there's a lot of f- things that people go to that are quick fixes. Like she said, like vaping, sex, drugs, mm-hmm. alcohol, mm-hmm. all of that. And they don't want to surrender those things because Like, it makes them feel good. It Mm -hmm. doesn't take a lot of work. It's easy. I feel like our generation Mm -hmm. also, we're a generation that loves easy, quick things. Mm -hmm. You get everything at a tap. So when it comes to Christianity, I think they think it's going to be hard, which it is going to be hard. It's not easy. But they don't realize that when you surrender it, like, they gain more freedom
2: in that sense. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's one of the other things with people becoming Christian. They feel like they they choose the life of jesus but they're losing everything else behind them and they're like oh. like there's a sense of freedom coming to mm-hmm. jesus but you're also losing everything else that was free before yeah so-called so i think just understanding that you have a new sense of freedom and just mm-hmm. like going out and sharing yourself and just being free with your heart like you're no longer tied to those things that you were tied to before that weren't giving you that healthy kind of love that you needed. And now you have the love of Jesus who's going to be with you no matter what. Like everything else is like drugs and vaping. That's like killing you mm-hmm. as you do it. So just the love of Jesus is giving you life. It's fulfilling mm-hmm. you. It's the living water like it's forever. Mm-hmm. And I think just like speaking into that more and just having people know that is really important too. Mm-hmm.
0: So it sounds like surrender is a big topic there surrendering. So talk about that. So you have tensions that yeah. are going on on the outside and then on the inside Jesus wants you to surrender and just yeah. follow him. And so what do those two dichotomies look like when they merge?
2: Mhm. I know for me personally it it's not easy to surrender. I I hold on to things very tightly because mm-hmm. I want my life to go the way that I want my life to go. I don't give things up to Jesus, but I found a lot more recently that letting go of something when giving it to Jesus, like holding your hand open and letting him work Mm -hmm. in your life, it opens up way more paths than you could ever imagine. And he's gonna do great things. I think that's the biggest thing is just letting people know that giving, giving your life to Jesus and surrendering it is opening up new ways of life. I think other people are forgetting that part. They think there's one way that mm-hmm. they're going for the rest of forever, mm-hmm. but really God is be like, okay, I'm going to bring you here. I'm going to work with you here. And I was just talking to someone about that recently. They're like, I did not think that my life was going to go this way. I didn't think I'd be traveling all over the world. Right. Yeah. But here I am, and yeah. they enjoy it more than they thought they would. So I think that's really cool too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's that's key direction. I always say direction mm-hmm. over destination. Yeah. So yeah. follow God's direction, and mm-hmm. whatever destination you're at, you're at, and that could shift at any point in time. And so what would you say is like um, maybe with the, the percentages of your generation making mistakes? So talk to the pastor right now that is struggling. They have no Gen Z in their church. Their church is older. Maybe they're stuck in their ways. The people are not showing up on the weekend. What opportunities could they start to utilize to allow that growth to begin and let others know in their community, hey, this is a safe place.
2: Mm-hmm. I think focusing on the heart of the church really, just where is your heart? Is, is it ready to reach that next generation? Because if you're ready, then you're gonna be authentic. So coming into church, I think the way you dress kind of is also kind of important. If you're coming into church in like dresses and like all that fancy stuff, I mean, some people may prefer that, but our generation, that's not who we are drawn to. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that and your heart posture and just being like, this is is real life. Mm -hmm. We're coming to church. We're not here to be perfect. We're here to help each other grow and to build each other up as we go. Yeah, Mm
1: -hmm. I think that's really important. That's awesome.
3: And another thing that I thought was cool when you talk about the church culture, Mm. um, we just had the opportunity to go to Passion, which was absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that they said that I really liked and that stuck with me is that they were talking about how they don't need all the lights. They don't need yes. all the music. They don't need all the famous speakers to have like Christ be in the center of the church. But you have to also look at it because I know that's a big thing in churches. Yeah. They're like, well, we don't need the stage to look like that. Or we don't need to play those songs. Like God doesn't care about that. So good. But our generation is like we um, that's what speaks to us. Yes, that's what speaks Mm -hmm. to us. Like, we're a digital generation. We like, like Jalen said, the way, like, we dress is a certain way. The music we listen to is a certain way. So you have to incorporate that to get those people Mm -hmm. into your church so they look at it and they're like, oh, what are they doing over there? This song that I heard sounds Mm -hmm. really cool, what is it? Or, oh, like, they're going to church and they're
2: dressed like that. Like, I want to go check that out. Mm -hmm. Like, catering stuff to what we expect or like what we enjoy already i see a lot of things on like instagram and that where it's like music songs and stuff people like oh you're gonna hear this song but you don't know that it's a christian song because Mm -hmm. it doesn't sound like that i feel like we're slowly turning into that where christians in church is catered toward the next generation and how it's not a big production but like when you go to a concert you're going to enjoy it so when you come to church You also want to enjoy it so like the lights and stuff there's a lady who comes up to me at church a lot and she's like oh it's like a concert and and it's not necessarily supposed to be a concert we're supposed to be worshiping the lord but you can tell like there's like that mindset in her eyes that you can Mm. you just know that she doesn't mean it in a concert type way but that's the best way to describe it if that Mm -hmm. makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah and i also think that we talked about like our generation having to surrender
3: But it's also important for whether it's pastors or like leadership in the church people with their roles and titles to surrender up maybe a way that they've been doing something for a while and a practical Mm -hmm. way that pastors and people can maybe expand their next gen in their church is by maybe you find a next gen in your church and you say hey what are some ideas that you have on how we can get more people in hey let me come behind you and help you because you're mm-hmm. not going to be able to reach the people that they're around. If they're in yeah. their schools, you can't reach them, but they can. So mm-hmm. maybe if they want to start a Bible study, they're like, hey, like my school's really big on sports. I want to start yeah. something with sports and just supporting
1: them and coming behind them in that. And I think it's important for pastors to give your generation a voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm have that open dialogue and say mm-hmm. what what do you think about the way what suggestions do you have for how we're doing it you know you talked about at the very beginning how your generation is so technology driven yeah ask the next gen in your church right how you know what they can contribute in this area to help you grow
0: yeah, and I, I would say to the pastor too, listening like it's one thing to listen to Gen Z, but it's another thing to back them, yeah, yes, and give them authority with accountability yeah. and let them lead to reach the generation. And, and I think for some pastors that are kind of may, maybe they're you know Boomers or even Gen Xers, you don't have to control everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, chances are you don't know what to do. Chances are you're not yeah. digital. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're still on Facebook and you think it's still cool. And, and the reality is, is that you need to let the next Absolutely. gen lead so they can reach the next generation. And I love in the book of Acts where it says, and David, he served his generation. And I, I think that's key, you know, serving your generation and knowing what that generation is and so I think on, on some realms, so you talked about like music and concert. Well, mm-hmm. some churches, especially here in New England, they, they don't have that, yeah. right? They don't have that. You're walking mm-hmm. into maybe a 125 seat traditional church and it looks like a church. It even yeah. smells like a church. And the people yeah. in there have been in there just as long as the, you know, the seats. Mm-hmm. And, and so the question is, is how can that church really start making shifts to reach that younger generation? I mean, music is obviously one thing. Mm -hmm. Jalen, you led to it. Like, they have a a certain thinking. Like, oh, it sounds like a concert. Like, can you you actually change that thinking?
2: Yeah, of course. I'd say start with small baby steps. Obviously, that's the way to do anything is to start small and work your way toward it. Like hymn books, if you're still using those, I would recommend (laughs) maybe not using the hymn books anymore. I mean, obviously, you can still use a few here and there, but just like introducing some newer songs, not necessarily the newest, but some that you just know are good and can still work for your church that are classic, but just still have that new energy that you may be looking for for the next generation.
3: And I think for pastors too, maybe catering your message topics towards things that the next generation are struggling with. If you're up there like preaching verse by verse by verse using big biblical terms like I'm we're gonna fall asleep like in all honesty you could have the best message out there for your generation we're not gonna be listening we're gonna go home and forget everything you said so Mm -hmm. it's important to cater what you're saying even the terminology that you use like dumb it down for us I mean we're pretty smart but like, we're we're babies in that area. You're going to have next-gen that may come into your church that have never even opened mm-hmm. their Bible before. So you just right. have to cater topics towards, you know, what we're dealing with, what we're going through, and make sure that we know that it's okay to talk about those things and that we're not being judged for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of older pastors tend to forget the culture shifts every yeah. five years. Every yeah. year it changes, but every five years there's drastic shifts and the church tends to stay in what they've known from when they're younger. So the older pastor thinks, mm-hmm. you know, hey, this is, you know, yeah. this is good. We're going to sing songs from the 1800s, but really <laughs> we're in 2023, but they haven't gotten the memo. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's important. And Absolutely. I think
1: practicality, too. Yeah. Like, okay, for, I mean, you speak into this a little bit, but, you know, with regard to the message um, that the pastor is mm-hmm. speaking, I love you know Gary one of the things you focus on is making it practical. Mm-hmm. Okay so you know we listen to it on Sunday or on over the weekend whenever you know you attend but on Monday morning can I put what I heard on Sunday like into action immediately like mm-hmm. I can make a change or I can add something to my life. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's key for the pastor. So if you're listening and you don't know who I am and you're you're thinking like, well, that's dumbing it down. Well, I, I teach at Liberty University, so if I need to speak Hebrew and Greek, I can. Um, but I also know I'm in New England, which is two to four percent, yeah. which is almost an unreached people group, so there is no foundation. So maybe you're listening from the south and you're living Acts chapter two, but I'm living in Acts seventeen, the unknown God. Yeah. And so I have to really explain things from the beginning of who actually God is. So it's important.
1: I've actually had to help somebody, like, you know, you were preaching out of Genesis one that's right. Sunday, and I had someone at a Next gen look up at me and said, you know, can you show me where that is in the Bible? But they
0: knew it was a car. They did. They did. But, they knew Genesis and, was and a that's,
1: car. that's what we're, you know, that's, yeah. those are the things to really keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Who's your audience? Who's your target? And what is their, what, is, what knowledge do they have? And where do I need to take them? Yeah. Where do I need to take them?
0: And you have, to, you have to teach like Jesus, right? Yeah. Jesus didn't come out as the son of God just blowing out the doors with, he's all sovereign and all knowledgeable, right? He didn't come and just do an info dump. Yeah. He yeah. led them slowly along. Yeah.
1: So I think really, you know, get, you know, give them a voice, sit down, talk to them. Yeah. W- you know, what could we do here? How can we bring vitality? And health and what role can you have in the church I think is so key.
0: Yeah, and so as we come to kind of a close, I just want to turn it back to you guys. Is there is there anything else you want to add to the conversation in this time?
3: I think kind of going off the last point, what I was going to say is that I think a lot of pastors um, can be intimidated by our generation and think that they have to impress us or they have to be using the best slang like i think it's important to remember that especially with our generation wanting everything to be authentic we're not looking for a show like we're not looking for the most impressive pastor that can provide the best theological message like no we just want you to be authentic yeah we just want
2: it to be real like if you're preaching on something that is so just not heard of in the Christian world, if you're not hearing anybody else talk about it, if you're preaching on that, I'm going there. Yeah. That's where I want to learn about that. I think that's so important, just being that authentic and transparent about everyday struggles that our generation especially is facing mm-hmm. is super important.
0: Yeah, and would you would you tell that pastor to actually talk about topics that some pastors tend to stay away from yes. because they don't want to lose church members? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, So important, because you may lose church members, but you're gonna gain that those people who are really searching and want to dive deeper. I yeah, you're gonna have those people who are really hard pressed to learn about Jesus and what He wants from us.
3: Yes. Yeah, and if the church doesn't talk about it, the truth is we're gonna start going to social media. We're gonna start going to friends. Like yeah, that's just that's even true. growing up talking to a lot of um, young people our age. Like the church can. St- like tend to feel scared to talk about certain things or scared mm-hmm. of what the congregation's going to think about it. That's right. But if they don't talk about it, we're not gonna get any closer to God. We're probably gonna run the opposite direction, do our own yep. research, fall down pits that we shouldn't fall down.
1: That's just the reality yep. of it.
0: Yeah. So it
1: sounds like you want truth in an authentic, transparent, (laughs) and transformational way.
0: That's good. That's good. Well, guys, thanks for being on the show. And for our listeners, go check out What a Life. What a Life that I believe it started, it just dropped um, a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a lot of episodes. So if you have young people in your church, you want to check it out. And thanks so much for listening to this podcast today. And we will talk to you soon.